I feel bad for anybody who was his teammate. He quit on LSU. He quit on the Philadelphia 76ers. Australia! And now he ain't showing up for the Brooklyn Nets. This is one of the most pathetic situations that I've ever seen in my life. He ain't going to war. He ain't going in the octagon. He's not going in a boxing ring. It's pulling teeth to get this man to play basketball. It's pathetic. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? You alright? How's your uh, Anzac Day going? That's right, it's Monday, April 25, it is Anzac Day, so here's to all of those who have fought for our country and uh, who have made the ultimate sacrifice, lest we forget. Hope yours has been uh, pretty chill, pretty solemn, pretty reflective. You know, rather than jingoistic and uh, a bit weird and wonky. Respect to those who haven't, uh, who have served and currently are. Good on you. It's incredible, incredible courage. Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whom everyone wants to pay for that sweet, sweet fighting stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA playoffs. Playoffs? It's all happening. That's right. It is all happening. Uh, some absolute enthralling game threes and fours over the weekend. Amazingly, no one's been eliminated yet, and we've only got. Well, unless you count Ben Simmons. <laughs> and uh, we've only got one series that could still even be a sweep, which is awesome. So, uh, big weekend. Scoob won Rookie of the Year. The Hornets fired their coach. Ben Simmons is cowarding his way out of the goddamn season. Absolute scene. So, we've got all that weekend winners and losers. We've got all the playoff games in the NBA's trade game wraps. I've uh, got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, Dickhead of the Week, and right, yeah, Nas, we've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, we've got our back takehouse, where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, there's a Australian Player Watch and an Andrew Gay's Grey Mummer Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence, before we preview and pick the three games tomorrow, and they are from Belters. And we'll finish off with a new Delhi review. So, geez, let's pretty well get into it. Episode 802 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Uh, you better. Better watch out for the chuck attack if you're Kevin Durant. Man, if you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. <laughs> Charles Barkley going, Kevin Durant, man, come on. Come on. Like Chuck, he's definitely got two more rings than you do, I'm just saying. Uh, and also, you better watch out for the Shaq attack if you're Kenny the Jet Smith. I don't know if you saw this on, uh, was it Friday's games? Uh, Saturday's games, really. Uh, he punked Shaq with a shake, uh, a protein shake made up of Metamucil, uh, body wash, <laughs> Canada Dry, sugar, coffee. Ah, oh, it's pretty gross. So uh, Shaq was not amused. But anyway, that's going to be good. Can't wait for the uh, all-out brawl to erupt there. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia, the daily whip arounds. What a weekend. Two big ones. Scoob! That's right, Scotty Barnes. Snuck by Evan Mobley for rookie of the year. 15 points is the smallest margin in the uh, rookie of the year since the uh, format began in 2003, which is crazy. But I think, look... This is the uh, one award where everyone's kind of nailed it, I think. Scoob had a better year across the board than Mobley. Mobley was probably more impactful, but for less games and less consistently, whereas Scoob, when he was healthy and going, and the rest of that Raptor team were rolling, he was awesome. So, love Scotty Barnes and happy to, uh, you know, eat some crow. I was just not on board with that pick when Toronto made it. Turns out he was perfect for them. So, good stuff. The other big news, obviously, you know, in the Rookie of the Year voting, uh, our man Josh Giddy missed out entirely. Uh, this is the problem, I mean. You uh, sort of have to deal with a hip injury and off you go and suddenly you've got no Rookie of the Year votes, which stinks. Like Herb Jones got one third-place vote. Franz Wagner, hello, got two. Jalen Green got a second-place vote because whoever's voting 
in Houston. <laughs> Decided to do that. Kate Cunningham uh, got nine first place votes, which is, again, that's a lot. Uh, whereas Scotty Barnes got 48, Mobley got 43, and only 15 points between the two of them, as said. So pretty cool, pretty gnarly. I love that uh, it was, you know, Vince Carter who told Scotty Barnes as well. I also think it's hilarious that uh, Raptors legend Vince Carter is the way they talk about it. So everybody in Toronto fucking hated Vince Carter for like 20 years. Well, maybe 15 years, maybe 10 years, but still, Jesus, good times. But good job, Scoobs. Bit of a shame. I reckon uh, Giddy would have been top three had he stayed healthy or at least not been shut down by OKC. Uh, But still, and a deserving winner. Scotty Barnes. James Borrego! Fired. That's right, he got shit-canned. The Charlotte Hornets fired their coach after two years. The first coach to be fired after increasing his team wins by double figures in back-to-back seasons. That's crazy. Not so crazy when you then go through like all the Hornets players and no one's like, oh, man, thanks, Borrego. Love you, man. Love you, man. That's crazy. I mean, he had a, what, Rookie of the Year in LaMelo. Miles Bridges going absolute chaos this year. And, like, they're over 500 for the season. And they got shit can. I don't know. It's got to be some behind-the-scenes sort of stuff of, like, yeah, you just couldn't get all these guys on the uh, right page. It's like, well, how about you try to coach fucking Terry Rozier? I'm just saying. <laughs> so, tough one for James Abrego. It's hilarious the names that are being trotted out now for, like, uh, the Lakers gig and for this gig and the Kings gig. It's like Mark Jackson. It's like if you just just think about Mark Jackson and what he did in Golden State. Oh, he made him a defensive juggernaut. Yeah, he really, really sort of bashed home the principles of defense and he hasn't coached since because he's a fucking psycho. Just put Dan Tony on that team and away we go. <laughs> yeah. Either way, so James Brago out. Uh, Joel Embiid has a torn ligament in his thumb on his shooting hand. He actually made that game-winning three the other day with the uh, bung thumb. Uh, But at the moment, they're kind of like, ah, it's all right. He's going to try to play through it. He's going to get surgery in the offseason probably on it because it's pretty bad. It doesn't look like it can get worse. Anytime the doctors say, oh, it can't get worse, you know what can probably happen? It can probably get worse. Or it just hurts so fucking much. You're like, dude, I'm sick of this. (laughs) Uh, Rudy Gobez, this got fined 25K as well. That was pretty funny. Uh, for Fuck the Talk in his uh, post-game uh, interview. Enjoyed that. Good on you, Rudy. Uh, excuse my French. <laughs> Sorry, but I get it. He's French. Do you get it? He's French himself. Ah, oh, whatever. Anyway. Um, and, of course, the big news. The big news from the weekend. Box Hill Benny himself. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Benny the Brickie. Might have been carrying too many bricks around. Because he has been ruled out of Game 4. Jeez. That is just brutal, isn't it? Yep, he's not playing Game 4. He's like, oh, I've had a bit of a flare-up. My back sore, bruh. No, nah, my back sore, eh? Oh, jeez. And everyone's like, oh, really? Is it Ben? Is it? So it's pretty interesting uh, phrasing some of the reporting. Uh, the organization is surprised and disappointed. His teammates are looking around going, that's a bit fucking sus, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are. He basically had a bit of a flare-up after some scrimmaging and uh, all that sort of stuff, ramping up his uh, return, and nope. Oh, nah, man, it's a bit sore, eh? AKA, I looked around, realized that we're about to get swept. If I come back for Game 4, guess who's in the fucking crosshairs? Poor little Betty. I can't I can't deal with that again. Oh, I can't deal with that. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> Jesus. Tell you what, it's just a bit on the nose, isn't it? A bit on the nose. Right. Anyway, let's do some game wraps and then do some weekend winners and losers. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps. Game wraps. Game wraps. That's right. We've got a bunch of games from the weekend on Saturday. Atlanta, huge win. They hung on to beat the Heat 111 110. Uh, Trey, look, that yeah, 24. They came back from 16 down, back and forth down the stretch. It was sick. A uh, big game-winning sort of floater over the top of the Heat defense for uh, Trey to get them up. And that was a big win. Place is going ballistic. It's like, yeah, we're back, baby. Nobody's lost at home. And then Atlanta lost at home today. Uh, but Miami, look, they were favorited. Atlanta just pulled it off. Um, what can you do? Tough one for Miami. 
Big win for Atlanta. At least they got on the board. Millie Walker then kicked the shit out of Chicago. 111-81. Just a smashing. Bulls had absolutely nothing going. This was absolutely pack-her-up boys moments um, from almost the get-go. Bucks go up 2-1 in that one. Phoenix then held on to beat New Orleans in New Orleans. They get over, what, 34 for Spindles. They got 28-17 and 17 from DeAndre Ayton by themselves. CP3 brought him home. He had 19 points in the fourth quarter. That was a really fun game. Suns go up 2-1 in that series. They then got tied up today. On Sunday, Philly lose in Toronto finally, 110-102. They got one, the Raptors. Scoob came back, Scotty Barnes. Embiid playing through that thumb injury. Siakam was incredible in this game. They got up and sort of stayed there all game. He had 34-8-5 to Pascal Sikkim Siakam. 15 in the fourth quarter. He was bloody awesome. Gary Terrence and Derby Jr. had himself a game. The Sixers just looked a bit gassed. Um... Maxi was just a bit all out of shape. Harden, same. Tobias Harris couldn't get cooking and be. Looked, he missed what? His first five shots. Uh, the weird part was the Raptors actually shot more free throws than the Sixers for the first time all series. They did lose Van Vliet in the second quarter with a hip injury. And uh, it's one of those ones where you go, Van Vliet just hasn't looked right for a while. Maybe there's like an underlying thing. Either way, Sixers lose. They're still up 3 1 in that series. But what have I said? I'm just saying. The Sixers and Doc Rivers, do you trust them with any lead? No. They're still up 3-1, though. Dallas! Ah, oh, this was a great game. Utah beat them 199 in Game 4 of their series tied up. Luka came back and bang, they're down 16. Dallas fought all the way back. They had the lead. They had it, they had it, they had it, and then they didn't! The Jazz didn't score for like three and a half minutes in the fourth quarter until Donnie got a layup. There's like a minute and a half left. And then Luca hits a three with, what, 30-odd seconds left or something. Mavs up four. Donnie gets an and one. Here we go. And on the other end. Oh, no, pal. Oh, no, Dwight Powell. Don't miss two free throws. What are you doing? Absolute chaos, Dwight Powell. Absolutely brutal. And uh, here we are. They find Rudy Gobert. Donnie Mitchell drives at the top of the kit. Bang, finds Rudy Gobert for the clinching dunk. And then on the last possession for the Mavs, Luca holds it a little bit too long, passes to Spencer Dinwiddie, gets up the three. You thought it was going in, clank. Big win for the Jazz. Like, this was huge. The craziest part was the Mavs made only, what, two buckets, I think, for the first, like, seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Couldn't get anything going, and then they still nearly stole this one. Either way, 30-10-4 for Luca. Donnie Mitchell has 23. Rudy Gobert with the 17-15 and, uh, and, and Clarkson. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson played his ass off. He had 25. Uh, the weirdest part was the Jazz got to the line 42 times in that game and missed 16 free throws. <laughs> they went 26-42. What are you doing, Utah? Either way, Yaz tied up to all in that series. Love it. And uh, then we have Boston beating Brooklyn 109-103. Hilarious. Tatum absolutely sunning Kevin Durant. Kyrie shitting the bed just in epic fashion. It's the same game over and over. Like Tatum at 39, Brown at 23. There's like nothing in this Brooklyn defense that can even slow down Boston. They're having to throw so many weird, wacky offensive lineups out there to relieve some of the pressure off uh, KD and Kyrie, who just can't get going because of this Boston defense, that on then on defense for Brooklyn, they're getting fucking torched. Like, And that was kind of the problem all game. Like, Offensively, they were keeping it just vaguely close, but they could never get a stop when it mattered to actually get into the game. Celtics had, like, they forced, like, 21 turnovers. They scored 37 off those 21 turnovers, the Celtics. It was amazing. Tatum had six steals. He was incredible. But I think the most incredible thing of this is it just shows you how hard the Celtics are working to get the ball out of KD's hands. He had to- a total of 11 shots in this game. 11! Kevin Durant. Like, they had to play Blake Griffin. He's been on the bench since fucking March. Comes in, hits a couple of threes, and you're like, ah, maybe, just maybe Steve Nash should have pulled the fucking Blake Griffin ripcord a little bit earlier. Uh... But instead, he's sort of just been rolling out there just going, nah, it's going to be fine with Andre Drummond without ever thinking, wait a minute, Andre Drummond, shit. Fuck. <laughs> like Bruce Brown at 26, a career playoff eye. Time Lord came back as well. But this Nets team is just completely discombobulated by the Celtics and uh, they're up three zip and look like they could easily sweep tomorrow, I'm just saying. 
Uh, Minnesota held on to beat Memphis 119-118 in their game four. This was a game. This was a game. It was such a good game. Huge down the stretch from Minnesota. Cat played his ass off. Ant-Man was good. Jar was struggling again, but then sort of just lit a fire under their ass at different points. And that layup where it's just like, what the fuck is going on? 4-13, he shot. Triple J was in foul trouble again. But Desmond Boone hit eight threes. Dylan Brooks had 24. He was awesome. Brandon Clark was good. And if they had gotten a little bit more out of the other sort of dudes, maybe. But Ant-Man and Cat stepped up. 33-14 and 14 for Carl Anthony Towns. 17 trips to the free throw line. Ant-Man had 24-4-4. Bev hit a bunch of threes. McLaughlin hit 4-4 from downtown. But I think the big difference for this one in Minnesota is like they attacked, they got to the rim, they got to the free throw line. And it was a weird ref game as well because like Minnesota put the pressure on the refs and I feel like they just got a million calls. Like I think the, the stat was like the Memphis starters had more fouls than the entire Wolves team. Unbelievable. But still, the Grizz were there. Two free throws that Pat Bev missed. I think it was like 43 seconds left. Gave him a shot. Jar scores. Three-point game. Ant-Man misses a three. Ah, Tyus Jones. Clanks the uh, tying three. Free throws for Ant-Man and they pull it off. I think they're up four and then Bain hit that uh, very last second three to make it a one-point game. But either way, 2-2. That series is tied going back to Tennessee. You'd love to see it. And then today, again, Milwaukee just kicked the shit out of Chicago again. It wasn't by 30 points today. It was by 24. Uh, Giannis had 32, 17, and 7. Drew was awesome. But this was the Portis and Grayson Allen game. Uh, just really stuck the boot in, too. Like, Chicago made like a little bit of a run late. And Milwaukee just went, no, no, no. That's enough of that. Boom. Grayson Allen did a couple more. Well, he had 27 with three steals. He shot 10 of 12. Hit 6 of 7 on threes. And the Bulls just... They got hit with the second quarter haymaker and just couldn't get going again. Like, when they made that weird little run late, you're like, oh, maybe signs of... Oh, no. Milwaukee just snuffed it out. It was brutal. Like, Vooch went 5 of 14, 1 of 6 on downtowns. Their bench just isn't good enough, though, the Bulls. I think that's the biggest part. Because they play with, like, enough heart across Patch Williams and DeMar and Levine, but it just... It lacks a little... Like, Caruso goes out with a suspected concussion... And you're like, oh, fuck, now well, now they're just cooked. And that shouldn't really be the case, but it is for this Chicago team, isn't it? Uh, so the Bucks up 3-1 going back to Milwaukee to close out at home. That's nice. Same thing goes with Golden State. They lost in Denver 126-121 in their game for fun-ass game two. Nugs got up massive. This was great. Monty Morris, everyone hitting everything. Bones got it fucking cooking at the start of the second quarter. That Nuggets crowd was going absolutely nuts. Clay was rolling, though. Steph was there, just sort of hitting shots whenever it was needed. Paul uh, wasn't the flamethrower of games past, and you feel like that's why they ended up not actually winning because Paul had a slightly down game. But Steph had an and one to tie it down the stretch, and you're like, holy shit, they're going to win this Golden State. That's incredible. Oh, hang on. It's a big shot with like a minute and a half to go. Joker answers, though, and Monty gets one to go. The dagger was the uh, will the thrill button three from the corner, game over with that. Clay had 32. He hit 7-11 from three. Steph was, uh, what, th- 33 points? Not bloody bad. But Puller went 3-10 shooting, 1-5 on threes. Wiggins missed a putback dunk that would have tied it again as well, which is a brutal one. But the Joker, 37-8-6. Just absolutely massive. But this was the game that we've all been waiting for in the Nuggets-Warriors series where... I don't know. The rest of the Nuggets play half fucking decent. Monty Morris, 24. Aaron Egg Gordon, 21. They Bones with 15. They were just good. Will the thrill, the crazy part was, he was one of six before he hit that corner three with the absolute dagger. Oh, but hang on. Because Steph Curry went. Chill. He went 3 of 11 from 3, did Steph? That's crazy. I love it. I forgot to see that. But anyway, uh, good stuff. Amazing game by the Nuggets. Uh, Nice of the rest of the team to actually rock up just in time for them to lose in 5. Golden State are up 3-1 going back to San Francisco. Uh, Atlanta didn't show up at home for game 4, so Miami beat them 1-10-86. Crazy game. Hilarious game because Atlanta were like right there and then Miami ripped off like an 11-zip run at the end of the second quarter and that was the game. It was an almighty rogering by Jimmy Butler. Hawks thought they had a chance. Heat laughed at him. Went, 
Nah, it's pretty funny that you guys think you're good. <laughs> Their third quarter was a masterpiece. Like, I got the Hawks in the chokehold and just held them there as like Struess and Vincent and coaches like nailed threes. Butts was doing what he wanted after he had a massive first half. I think he had like 18 in the first half. And they rolled from there. The Hawks could get absolutely nothing going in the third quarter. And uh, that was the game. It was absolutely crazy. They just like put him in the chokehold and off they went. And that was the game from there. I think it was basically they barely scored for, I want to say, like the first nine minutes of the third quarter. And then they got a couple of to go later. Like Huerta hit a three to start it off. And then... They basically just scored 13 points for, like, most of the rest of the quarter until, <laughs> like, the very last gasp, like, Danilo Garnari hitting a shot, and that was about it. So, tough game. Vincent and Struis went 7-20 from downtown combined. Butts had 36-10-4. Big game. Big win for Atlanta. They're up 3-1 going back to Miami to close it out. And then the last game of today, New Orleans beat the Suns 118-103. Amazing vibes. How good was that? To tie up the series in New Orleans, they get into Chris Paul's head. The Suns are losing their goddamn minds. Jay Crowder getting into shoving matches. Aiton causing havoc. The Pelicans are up 14 in the fourth quarter on the back of a 10-zip run, and they never looked back. The Suns, without Devin Booker, you're like, well, they've played without him. They know how to fire up. But without Michael Bridges really like being on one at the moment offensively and Jay Crowder still sort of like... Last little while, it's just been a little bit funko. You know what I'm saying? So, Cam Johnson, you're like, well, we'll just put him in the starting lineup. That'll help. He shot 4 of 12. Bridges goes 4 of 11. Jay Crowder, 3 of 7 for his 11 points. And they just don't have that punch. It's weird. They knew they like they really do need like that big sham wow or campaign game. And uh, they're not getting it yet. They need just even a big Cam Johnson game. And they might be winning this series. But... Instead, you got the Pelicans with Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones just completely undoing them. Spindles worked, and my name is Jonas Valanciunas, and I'm carrying the Pels. Like, he was just causing havoc inside, and they ran away with it. Like, Spindles, every time the going got tough, he stepped up, did something funky and cool, and you're like, yeah. CJ McCollum had a big, big, big... Like, CJ didn't have a great game. He ended up with 18 points. Um, Shot 8 of 21, though, and you're like, ugh. Two of nine from downtown, but he hit one big three where you're like, oh, shit, nah, watch out. They're going to win this, and they did. So huge win for the Pals. This series is tied to all. The one series that you're like, well, that's a sweep. Nope. With that all in mind, let's do some weekend winners and losers. Oh, my God. I won. I won. Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me. Me, Kent Brockman. Yeah, you got a <clears throat> shot of me. There you go. The weekend winners, Boston. Obviously, because they're up three zip and they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> they're hot. They're hustle. They're playing fucking team basketball. Both ends of the floor, which is a lot more than you can say for the Nets. Uh, they are putting the Nets through the meat grinder, though. And this is like defensively the amount that the Nets are having to work. Like if you're just watching these games, you're like, oh, shit. So Boston are just like the best team. You're like, yeah, they might be. Like, that defense is absolutely, like, horror film level of just, like, what is going on to this Nets team? And they've just got this haunted look in their eyes. Like, nothing's easy. And now Simo is just like, nah, I don't want any fucking part of that, bro. <laughs> this calls in sick. And uh, Boston is sitting there going, this is great. We've got potentially a matchup with home court against Milwaukee where we've kind of latched into this like identity of being able to shut down bigger, more imposing wings with Tatum and Grant Williams and the combo of then Time Lord and Average Al Horford, etc. And they're gonna be looking at that Bucks series going, shit, I mean we can might be able to pull that off as well. God damn. But the way Boston are playing right now is absolutely phenomenal. So cannot wait for game four tomorrow. Definitely weekend winners to just go in there and just hold the Nets at arm's length. All game was just wildly impressive. Uh, the Nuggets, they're weekend winners because they're on the board. Good on them. You'll take that, won't you? You got your one win for your gentleman sweep. Will the Thrill, Bones, Monty, doing great work next to Joker, who's a weekend winner because now he's an MVP who at least won a game in the playoffs. 
<laughs> he's going to win MVP this year, I reckon. And, uh, yeah, you've got to win at least one game in the playoffs to not be like a historical footnote. It still sucks, but I'll talk about this again later. Uh, the security guards. So we had another protester protesting the Glenn Taylor chicken situation. And uh, holy shit, the winner of this one is the security guard. He was like sitting in the same row. Very clearly was like onto these people from the fucking get-go. Lady makes her move, reaches the edge of the court, and the security guard's already fucking poleaxed her. Bang! Uh, while the game is going on as well. It's like, all right, well, great job by that security guard. Like, talk about on the job. That motherfucker deserves a pro- like a raise right there. That was awesome. There's a bonus in that one. Just imagine what she could have actually done to, like, you know, a player, Glenn Taylor. I don't know what the point was, but there you go. Great job by that security guard. The Bucks weekend winners because they've won those two games on the weekend by 54. I think that makes them a weekend winner, Jimmy. Oh, duh! Yeah, that's a great day of history. They're amazing. Absolutely just fucking blew the Bulls apart. The Bulls, like, it just... Halfway through that game on Saturday, like, just you could see, like, the spirit leave their body. They're like, ah, I can't be fucked. <laughs> like, we've got no chance. Ah, oh, jeez. And then you saw it. Like, the craziest part was, like, them being in those first two games in Milwaukee and then getting absolutely shit-pumped at home is crazy. But anyway, good job by the Bucks. They're the winners. They came out, they found their game, and they put the Bulls to the sword. Uh, the Pelicans, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, they're amazing. I love them. You've got Puerto Rican Delhi. You're one of my favorites. Like They tied up the series in awesome fashion. Uh, that's one second rounder and one undrafted dude as well who are doing all this damage to the Suns who are like title favorites before uh, Booker pings his hammy. And away they go. The Pels. I've been fucking yelling about this for weeks now because they've been fun. As soon as CJ got there, that combo, once Spindles came back from his injury and figured out how to play next to CJ... They've both been unstoppable. And it's awesome. The Pelicans are just wicked fun. They've got like a weird sort of crazy combo of like size, scoring, and everything you kind of need. Really, you know, up in your fucking grill guards like Herb and Jose Alvarado. You need those dudes. And they're awesome fun. I love it. I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying this immensely. And uh, that's actually another one, I guess. Because us, we're the winners. We are the winners from the weekend because you got three series tied. You've only got one possible sweep, and that would be the funniest outcome of all the sweeps as well. Everyone else is 3-1 in the... Uh, basically out there. But still, like, these playoffs have been fucking awesome. Like It feels like the games are just day in, day out, full of drama, intrigue. Like I mean, just think about some of the games that we had. Maybe not... like I mean, even Denver-Golden State today was close. Yesterday at Memphis, Minnesota, you had Brooklyn, Boston, you had Utah, Dallas, oh, game. Day before that, you had Suns, Pelicans, unreal. You had the Atlanta-Miami game by a point. It is just on for young and old, and I'm loving it. Another weekend winner, I mean, you've got to give Atlanta the uh, weekend win for getting one of those games, but I'll talk about them again in a second, uh, because it is important to get on the board. And Minnesota are weekend winners for turning it around and going, actually, sure, we shit the bed in game three. We looked like assholes. And then they came out and they got game four. They needed to. Jars there on fucking social media dunking all over Cat. Hey, man, we're in Minnesota now. We're in Minnesota now. We're in Minnesota now. Which is how Cat sounds. And uh, Minnesota took care of business. Cat played his ass off and came out and they got a win. So tied that back up. Now that's a three-game series as well. You're laughing. <laughs> all right, let's do some weekend losers. While also trying not to die over here. Jesus Christ. What is going on? Ooh-wee. Tell you what. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 The Hornets. I don't know. I feel like if you improve by more than 10 games in back-to-back years, you might want to keep that coach. Right? But I guess it does feel like there's like a bunch of uh, sort of extraneous other shit there 
where uh, maybe there's a disconnect between the players and James Borrego. But you know what I hate about that? Oh, no, man, he's just not connecting with him. It's like, yeah, well, you've got Terry Rozier, who thinks he's fucking the second coming of Michael Jordan on Michael Jordan's team, and he's still on your team. you got to, like, look at this and go, yeah, we've got Terry Rozier playing next to LaMelo Ball, next to Miles Bridges and Gordon Hayward. We never get any of them on the fucking court at the same time, and when we do, we actually look pretty good. We don't have a big man at all to write home about. What the fuck are we doing here? And James Borrego gets it in the neck. That's just loser franchise vibes for me. Just saying. The Hawks! Ah, but Jimmy, they were just on weekend winners. You can be both. Uh, We knew that this was going to happen in game four, but wow. Wow, you got to have more fight than that. That was so insipid, so uninspired by the Hawks in game four. And the Heat, you knew that they were going to come out and go, locked in, locked in, locked in. We're going to go back to Miami 3-1 up. And they had it from the get-go. As soon as they turned that game around the second quarter, like it was so dramatic how they just pumped up that lead in the third quarter and just sucked the entire sort of will to live from the Hawks. Because Trey Young, he's a weekend loser. Look, for all the shit you talk, you're going to have a bit more fucking fight than this, Trey. Seriously. Oh, man, I'm Trey Young. Oh, Trey, what's going on, fellas? I'm Ice Trey. Yeah, nice, sick, hey. Bro, Trey Young, you got to do better than nine points. He was a minus 27 in his 36 minutes today, Trey. Five assists, five turnovers. He's going to pop up again in a second, but jeez, weekend loser because talk about all the good vibes that you engendered from last year's run to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then you just go out in a gentleman's sweep against the Heat in the first... Round, you're like, ah, oh, well, yep, back to square one, I guess. We're still the Hawks. The Bulls, weekend losers. That was rough, as mentioned. Back to back smashings. Uh, to get beaten by Grayson Allen, though, that makes it even worse. Uh, without Lonzo, without this team having those defensive reps um, with Lonzo, the combo of Lonzo, DeMar, Caruso, uh, Levine, Vooch, and stuff, and obviously Patch Williams, but. Their offense also sputters so bad at times where you're like, oh, selfish basketball, bad basketball, bad voot shots, bad decision-making. Look, you lose by 30 and then 24 at home in the playoffs over a weekend. That's a weekend loser, but I don't know. You just don't want to – you sort of feel like the Bulls season peaked and then ever since, like, what, February, DeMar went off and then – they sort of lose Lonzo, and you're like, yeah, this is not going to go the way we think it might. And uh, here we are. Carl Anthony Towns. I love this. All right, but Jimmy, you just had him in winners. You can be both. I absolutely loved uh, his post-game interview. He's like, like I said, like I said, you know, oh, we, we got a good home record. We do. We, we They got a good home, team, home record. We do too. He changed his voice halfway through the answer going, oh, wait i got to put some bass in my voice. I'm Carl Anthony Towns, motherfucker. Because like, his voice is like, ah, it's like I said, man. It's like I said. We got a good home record. Well, I mean, we they've got a good home record too. And we do too. <laughs> it's like he's trying to put in his grown-up voice. It's fucking funny. Rudy Gobert! Weekend loser. Fuck the talk. If you are Rudy Gobert... I appreciate that you've got the game-winning dunk because Spencer Dinwiddie misses the next shot. Uh, the reason you needed a game-winning dunk is because that you know Luka Doncic cooked you on the uh, perimeter of the couple of uh, plays before. But uh, the fuck the talk response in the uh, interview after the game, I feel like that's just going to point like paint an even bigger fucking target on your back, Rudy. I'm just saying, like, best of luck to you, but Jesus. The Suns are weekend losers. They thought they were going to sweep the Pals. Now they're in a three-game series without their best player. Pretty brutal. Uh, and, of course, other losers. How about both the Sixers and the Nets because of the Harden trade? Does that feel right? But also, the weekend losers are just the Nets in general. To be this bad is just... It's pretty crazy. Like, the weird ISO, 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 fuck it, why isn't this working? Offense is brutal to watch. And I think that's the worst part, right? Like, you see them roll, 
And when they're actually firing on all cylinders, it's when they're moving the ball, when they're finding Patty or finding Bruce Brown in space, and they're getting momentum. Everything just comes to a fucking complete grinding halt, though. And then you're like, it's like getting blood from a fucking stone against this goddamn Boston defense because it's so good. But that's the thing. It's like these the weird unwillingness of KD and Kyrie to go, well, let's actually just run some plays. It's like, no, 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 I've got this. It's like, oh, God. And the Celtics are like, fucking sweet. We've got this. It's ugly, shitty basketball when they're not making shots. Um, and like that's the thing. KD and Kyrie have like this incredible, incredible ability to hit shots that basically no other human can. But those shots are also fucking hard, and you can't like just rely on having the being able to do it against like really, really good defense as well. So uh, it's shining a bit of a spotlight on the shortcomings of the coaching staff of uh, Steve Nash and Co. But also on the personnel, and like when they're rolling out Blake Griffin, it's like an actually bit of a weird game changer. Like holy shit, he gave him a little bit of something, something. But for me, I mean, it's the fact that they don't have James Johnson that still fucking shits me up the wall. But uh, a weekend winner and loser. Can we do a combo? Ben Simmons. I mean, the dude just pulled off a bank heist, stole, like, fucking less 20 million, so let's say 15 million bucks to sit out an entire basketball season. I could do that at half the fucking price. Seriously, just an amazing effort by putting in zero effort. But seriously, does it not feel like he watched fucking Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown just do a number on KD and Kyrie and was like, Oh, I'm back! Yeah, Steve, I can't come in tomorrow, I'm sick. <laughs> what the fuck, Ben? Unbelievable. All right, let's give away some awards from the weekend as well then, just quickly. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, we had some great performances on the weekend. Jimmy Butler. Today, 36-10-4, just took over that game and just went, oh, it's cute how Atlanta think they're a good team. Bang! Fuck you. Uh, Spindles Ingram, 34-7-2. And and today, 34-5. That is an amazing weekend. Joker with the 37-8-6 today. Shot 14-21. When Big Honey was throwing in some big threes as well, it was awesome. Talk about bones, like, knocking in some threes. When Joker, he went 3-5 from downtown, just like the big fucking trebuchet. Load up the catapult. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he goes. The place went crazy. Uh, but I want to give this to... I mean, obviously, DeAndre Ayton was really good as well the other day, right? 28-17 and 17 in that big win. Luckily, they got that win too. But it's got to be Tatum. 39-6-5 with six steals. He goes 13-29 of 29 from the floor, 4-13 of 13 from downtown, 9-10 of 10 at the stripe against Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Just goes, ah, I don't give a fuck. Let's just ruin their lives. And that's what they did. It was big boy pants time, and Jason Tatum went, oh, yeah, these fit pretty nicely. Whereas Kyrie's like, oh, mine's got shit all through them. <laughs> and Kevin Durant's like, oh, man, I can't even get anywhere near this fucking ball. This sucks. So Jason Tatum, what an amazing performance. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, the 32-17-7 as well today. Amazing. So Butts, Giannis, Aiton, Spindles, Joker, Tatum. Talk about... As I said, weekend winners, us. All these games are amazing, but so are the performances. It's been fucking unreal. Loving it. Spud of the night, though. Spud, 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 Love me some Larry Nance. God damn, he was good today as well. Uh, James Harden. Uh, jo- James. Yeah, mate. Uh, Joel's a bit injured. He's got a bit of a fun- fucked uh, thumb. Uh, do you reckon you can be the superstar today and go out and uh, get us over the hump and we can just get out of here and have Toronto beaten? You got it, boss. Five of 17. Five of 17, James Harden. What are you doing? Two of 10 from downtown. Four of 12 shooting for 11 points for Tyrese Maxing that same game. Uh, Tyler, there goes my hero. One of eight today. Oh, five from downtown. But it's really just going to be the Hawks. It's the Hawks. I hit on it there in uh, Weekend Losers, but what up? The Ginger Ninja goes one of seven, one of five from three, four points, four assists. Bogdan Bogdanovich, one of six. Jesus, oh, four from downtown. But of course, it was Trey Young. 
with nine points, five assists and five turnovers. And what did he shoot? He went 311. Nice one. Uh, I also appreciate the uh, questions about the 311 drop. It's like, that's the band, 311. If you don't, like, I've had people go, Jimmy, what is that? What's the, I don't get the joke. I'm like, the joke is I love 311. <laughs> There's no joke. It's just that I love playing that fucking drop, and I love that band. Uh, old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? That is a tough bus ride in Salt Lake City for Dwight Powell after missing both those free throws uh, with 19 seconds left. Uh, Dallas, look, if he hits both of those, it just makes it that much harder, obviously, for... He makes one of them. Fuck, it makes it that much harder for Dallas to lose the game, uh, which obviously they did. He hits both. You can't just run a play where Donnie Mitchell can drop the ball off to Rudy Gobert for a dunk to take a lead. He hits one of those. That's a tied game. He hits both of those. You still lead by one. So Dwight Powell, that is a brutal couple of missed free throws. Grace and Allen in Chicago, they fucking love to hate him, don't they? That's old mate, no mate's vibes there. Um, oh, he obviously broke Alex Caruso's wrist, and also he's Grayson Allen, so he's always no, old mate, no mates. Uh, but the obvious one's Ben Simmons. When Reggie Miller is out there shitting on you, when Charles Barkley, Shaq, everybody's like, oh, this fucking guy, Stephen A. Smith is like, fucking seriously, dude. Even Reggie tweeted out today, come on, man, out for game four when it was rumored you were going to make your debut. This dude has zero competitive fire. As small a chance as the Nets have to come back in this series, you still have KD and Kyrie. All you need to do is win one game and take it from there. Hashtag man up. Oh, shots fired, Box Hill Benny. Reggie Miller's coming after your ass. That's right. A man who's like, if you combine Stretch Armstrong with a fucking alien, is coming after your ass. And you're out there wearing, like, I don't know, the sunglasses from the Natural Born Killers cover? What is going on? Uh, but, yeah, so Old Mate No Mate is definitely Ben Simmons. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm coming. Oh, wait, we're down three zip. Just this simple sheer realization, he just, it's, it's like it struck him and, like, someone in his management team was like, Hey, Ben, you know that uh, they're going to be down 3-0 and you're going to be playing. And uh, you know what? You'll probably get blamed for the sweep. He's like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> bad thing of the night. Very bad, 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 very, very bad, bad. Oh, Jackson Hayes got got by Landry. Fucking sham it, which I enjoyed. Then got tossed for shoving Crowder. Tough look for Jackson Hayes back on uh, Saturday. Enjoyed that one. Uh, Herb Jones, though, and Jose Alvarado were just the kings of pantsing today, weren't they? Herb Jones out there blocking fucking corner threes like it's going out of business. And Alvarado finally pants CP3. He got him with the Alvarado move. The old sneaky Puerto Rican deli cup from behind. Stole it from you. I'm out of here. Bye. It was amazing. And there was also another quick uh, pantsing of the night the other day. Uh, Bulls, uh, Bulls, Bucks. When Thanasis Antetokounmpo is out there going, "Oh, hey, I'm running around and I'm getting to play. This is fun with my little brother Giannis." Oh, fuck! <laughs> Got him. Thanasis dunked the shit on Patch Williams. I enjoyed it. It's like, it's a tough one when you get to go back home and like your misses. Like, oh, how was your work? How was your day at work? And you're like, oh, I was all good. Oh, but I did get dunked up by Antetokounmpo, and your old mate's like, oh, Giannis got you. And you're like, no. And she's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Was it Thanasis? And you've got to be like, yeah. She's like, oh, I'll see you later. I'm going. <laughs> no man of mine's getting dunked on, but they, Thanasis. All right, better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> 
Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Barnes. Barnes Highland, 15 points, four rebounds, seven assists, a steal. He shot five of ten and three, six from downtown today. But God damn it, Bones. He is awesome. I love every second Bones is feeling it in a uh, game of basketball. Talk about better than Alonzo Ball. He just, like, let rip those threes. The crowd went fucking hype as shit. He was loving it. Everyone was loving it. And that was fun as hell. Uh, and, of course, Jose and Herb. Alvarado and Herb Jones. Jose only had five points, two rebounds, an assist, and two steals. Herb had 13, two, three, and two with three blocks. As mentioned, those are amazing blocked corner threes. But, God damn, what a combination. So, there you go. A couple of young dudes, Bones, Herb, and Jose, all better than Alonzo Ball. And finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Weekend. Oh, we've been gelling since Christmas. We're in a new experience as a group. We just have to expect that. I don't know how you make up time that the Nets lost. Uh, Kyrie, I can think of one way where you could have been gelling from before Christmas. Oh, but you're a fucking asshole, aren't you? That's right. Oh, man, I can't believe we don't have any chemistry. Like, someone should find out why that is, man. Like, why? Why do we not have any chemistry? Kyrie! Because you didn't get vaccinated, you fucking moron! Jesus! Oh, oh, it's everybody else's fault all the time. Fucking hell, you and Ben Simmons deserve each other. All right, we'll do some yenas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do some yenars. They are brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. <clears throat> That's right. Go and get some merch. Get your 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 merch. Demo. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. And uh, you can look cool as hell in uh, sweet new NBA Australia gear, hoodie, t-shirt. I was wearing my hoodie yesterday. It was awesome. Uh, anyway, go check out nbaaustralia.com/shop, or just click on the links to the socials, and away you go. Get it out to you. Quick smart. Uh, some yeah, yeah, nahs where we decide something's more yeah or more nah. Number one, Luke Fragona. Yeah, nah, Jimmy. Did Kevin Durant just get daddied by Jason Tatum? Yeah, nah. Yeah, he did. The craziest part is Kevin Durant, I don't feel like he's really crazily to blame for this series. Like, the Boston defense is like making him take insanely tough shots. Sure, he's not hitting that many of them, but at the same time, like, I kind of feel like they've just, like, zeroed in and Kyrie's just shit down his leg and the rest of the team is just kind of like, fuck, all right, what are you guys going to do? And, well, well, we won't pass the ball that much. What are we doing? Meanwhile, Tatum is just, like, looked at Kevin Durant and gone, uh, fuck you all, man. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like that? It really feels like Tatum is like, actually, I'm as good, if not better, than this dude. He's not, you know, the dude that I look up to anymore. It's the dude that I'm going to, whose ass I'm going to fucking kick. And it's amazing. And this is just what goes into, like, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, just the last sort of three, four years together. And the way that they've sort of grown, the way they've had their ups and downs in the playoffs throughout the seasons, and then... They run into a Brooklyn team that has zero fucking answers for them. And Tatum is loving it. He's putting together these complete games, even though they're out there random games where he's not shooting great. He's doing a little bit of something everything else. And his defense is awesome. And Durant is just like getting fucking owned by Tatum. It's amazing. Anyway. Are the Hawks cooked now, Jimmy? Yep. Yeah, nah. Yep. They are. That was so... Like, on your home court today, that's just, yeah, fucking pack her up, boys. Same with the Bulls. Yeah, nah, yeah. It's going to be hilarious, though, because, like, I feel like the Bulls can still randomly steal one in Milwaukee and uh, 
end up losing this series 4-2 and blowing it on their home court in game six just for the simple fact that they're the fucking bulls and no one knows what to make of them this year. But uh, I feel like it'd be better for everybody involved if they just yeah lost the next one in Milwaukee. Uh, the Nuggets. Jimmy, they've come back from 3-1 down twice in back-to-back series. Can they do it again? Yeah, nah, nah. Um, when they did the 3-1 down comeback as well, though, that was in the bubble. So also, you don't have Jamal Murray. You don't have Michael Porter Jr., I just can't see it. <laughs> also, the Warriors, Pool has one bad game. Like, Pool did still have, like, some incredible buckets that he made uh, today where it's just like, holy shit, they've just basically cloned Steph. This is incredible. Uh, but, yeah, the Nuggets, they're not really a chance, so I'm going to have to say nah. Because, look, they're a chance to maybe steal another one, but I can't see the uh, Warriors blowing a three-zip lead considering they basically should have won today anyway, and it's... Remarkable that they didn't. Um, last one. Should the MVP win more than one playoff game? Yeah, nah. Ugh, nah. I think this argument about MVP, oh, look what Joel Embiid's doing to the Raptors versus what Joker's doing to the Warriors. It's like, yeah, the Warriors are a really well-coached, awesome team that are healthy for the most part. The Raptors are a pretty good team. Pretty well coached that just don't have the horses to uh, combat Embiid. And uh, here we are. But I think it's a bit stupid. Like, he's the MVP because in the regular season, Joker carried a fucking team of just nothing to 48 wins in the sixth seed. And in the playoffs, guess what happens? Your floors are beaten on and hammered thin. And as good as you are in a series, your team needs to be better. Like, there's a reason why one-man MVP teams never win the fucking title. Like, if you think about... I mean, Iverson, 2007, even 2018, LeBron, you know, 06, Kobe, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, it's hard as hell in the playoffs because the other team can just go, cool. No, 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 you go off, son. (laughs) Go hard, mate. Beat us by yourself. And as we've seen in this Nugget series, like, yeah, Joker can play out his fucking ass, and if the other dudes don't do shit, then they're still fucked. Whereas today, they rocked up and they won. But yeah, not going to happen again. Uh, but the MVP, I think we've got to just stop that right now. It's like, oh, well, look how valuable they are. It's like, yeah, it's a regular season award. That's the point of it. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I uh, love the fact that the Nets are getting waxed. Like, it's hilarious. This is by far the funniest outcome. If they get swept... In the first round with Ben Simmons being a giant coward whose back's a little bit sore again. And then also, ragging on Ben Simmons, fine. Saying, ah, you should play through it. It's like, yeah, we don't know the status of his back. We get it. But the thing is, I think just everybody has very clearly had jack of the Ben Simmons situation. Oh, I'm going to be back for game four. I'm back sore, bro. It's like, really? All right. It's the boy who called fucking wolf syndrome. Boom, right there. It's like 100% he realized that he'd be the first fucking player to play in back-to-back games and lose a series, playoff series. Like, what are we doing? Uh, But either way, I love that the Nets are getting waxed because it means that you'll have an entire fucking chaos offseason where, like, KD will be like, wait, I've signed my extension. Shit. Maybe I should go somewhere else. Or Kawhi Ree just goes, I'm fucking sick of basketball. Off I go. Ben Simmons is like, ah, oh, man, you see my missus? My back problems are not going to get better. <laughs> and it's great. This is the funniest timeline. The Nets getting absolutely smoked in the first round. And people are like, oh, man, I can't believe like this is meant to be the closest one. This was meant to be the most interesting. To be fair, for me, it sort of reminds me of the 2018 finals, right, where the... LeBron Cavs, JR shits the bed at the end of game one and they end up blowing that game and then they're never back in the series, really. And that's kind of how it felt with game one with the blown Tatum layup and the game winner. Like, they're just not going to get back into it. Pack her up, boys. But either way, I love that the Nets are getting waxed. Like, I sat through six fucking years of Brooklyn Nets home games 
I've got an, of course, I've got an affinity for them, but Jesus Christ, the way that they're playing, it's just not winning basketball. That's the biggest thing. So, speaking of which, let's go to Outback Takehouse. It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, I beat the shit out of a just the other day, and also, I fucking kicked the shit out of a Wombat, too. We've got two of them over the spit. It's a Wombaroo combo, only at Outback. That's right, it's a flame grill take. Nothing goes past a Wombaroo combo. And today's flame grill take is no team that Kyrie Irving on is on as a leader will ever win a title ever again. Only at Outback. 100%, no chance. No fucking chance. I can't believe... We don't have any chemistry. Yeah, because you decided to be a selfish prick. You fucking idiot. What a world. I can't believe we haven't had a chance to build any chemistry. Yeah, because you were a part-time player. Because you chose to be a shitty teammate. That's not leadership. It's being a fucking selfish prick. Anyway, uh, and yeah, when I say Kyrie being a leader, I mean, he was the Robin to LeBron's Batman, obviously, in 2016, so... Hit that incredible shot, but it's not like, oh, it's Kyrie's team. That was LeBron's team. Um, the Nets are definitely KD and Kyrie's team. And look where it's gotten them. Ah, uh, right. Back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch, Paddy Mills, Paddy Thrills. He was awesome in that game three. Really sort of felt like he hit his groove. He had 12 points, went four or five from downtown. He had a rebound and a block. But it was also one of those things where it's like, yeah, we just need to goose this fucking offense. Oh, there you go. The easy answer is play more Patty Mills. They finally did. It is weird how he's being used, though. If you watch him a little bit more, it's like just sort of coming off curls, going to the corners, like one of those things you go, maybe we should put the ball in Patty's hands just a couple of uh, more possessions a game and just see what happens. Maybe just discombobulate Boston a little bit more. See how we go. And uh, obviously no Matty T up there in Canada in game four of Sixers Raptors because he's not allowed in the country because he also decided that there was no benefit to get vaccinated. Seriously. Motherfuckers just got to have their heads looked at. Uh, game four, Josh Green for Dallas. After a really great game three, uh, he went one of four in game four, uh, all of which were from downtown. So he goes for four points because he hit one of his two free throws as well. He had one rebound and three fouls. But and it was a bit of a tricky one watching uh, Josh Green in that Utah game. It's like, shit, what, one more of these threes go down. And he's one of the kings of, like, Having threes just rattle in and out, and it just breaks your fucking heart. Because, <laughs> I mean, I talked about the other day, like him hitting three or five from downtown in game three. That was his career high of made threes in a game. And he felt just as good about most of them in game four. We're like, oh, that's good. Oh, shit, how did that bounce out? Fuck. So I've got a you know good feeling that Josh Green will be fine. <laughs> I hope. All right, let's do an Andrew Gay's Grand Mumbo Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the first Andrew Gay's Grey Mumbo Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. All right, clap it up. All right. Um, this one's going to go to Spindles Ingram because I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely loving Spindles Ingram so far in this series against Phoenix. I mean, his last three games, he's rattled off 37, 34, and 30. So anytime you score over 100 points in a three-game stretch, I mean, color me fucking impressed. And, like, I felt like his game today was probably the most indicative of them. So, I mean, they get that awesome winning game too where he drops the 37-11-9. That was back on Wednesday. But then today, like, you know, he was sort of slow starting and then really got absolutely fucking cooking. And away he went from there. 
He was just hitting really hard shots, really good shots. And uh, like he started off perfect and then, you know, had a bit of a dip after he missed his uh, next shot. But then he got rolling from there and played his ass off. So these last two games, Spindles has gone 11 of 19, 3 of 6 from downtown, 34, 7 and 2. And then today, 11 of 23 shooting, 30 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. He's just bloody fun. He's just fun. He's just kind of good. And I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> so <laughs> let's bloody well go. Spindles. What a world. What a world. All right. The uh, Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a Joe Ingles uh, tweet-a-thon because Jingles, God bless his cotton socks. With his rehab, he's just got a bit of time. So, KC Shorty asks, Joe, yo, what number are you wearing next year? Don't know yet, says Jingles. How did your football match go yesterday? Cancelled because of weather. And my favourite one, Joe Ingles, just tweets out, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, cooking egg emoji. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, he also had a crack at Dame Lillard. Yo, Dame Lillard, you want every playoff commercial? Love it. On you, Jingles. Because Dame Lillard is now his teammate, remember that? Yeah. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game preview. Game preview. Thanks, inadvertent, mate. Not a problem, Jimmy. How are you feeling? Ah, good. Good weekend. A lot of family hangs. Uh, lots of family Saturday. Lots of family Sunday. Just a bit tired today, I tell you that much. Anyway, we went 8 of 11 on the weekend picks. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, because we did, um, we switched the Miami-Atlanta pick from today to Miami after Atlanta won game three because the point was those two games will be split. So as soon as Atlanta won game three, I'm like, well, game four, Miami going to win, and that worked. Uh, yeah, the only one today we missed was uh, Denver. The only one we missed yesterday was Philly. They couldn't close out. And the only one we missed on Saturday was, yeah, the Miami pick. So good times. Crushed them. Feeling good. 8 of 11. So the good thing is that actually gets us back over 500 for the playoffs. We're now up to uh, 16 of 31 for the playoffs. You little beauty. Love it. Uh, So tomorrow then, we've got three games. We've got Brooklyn hosting Boston. Uh, Brooklyn are one and a half point favorites. Now, I think the easy thing is Brooklyn gets swept. They've got no answers to Boston. The same time they have been in these games. I think Boston might just have a slight dip in their offensive output and Brooklyn steal game four and come away with a gentleman's sweep and uh, Boston close them out in Boston. But I don't know. This is a tricky one because, I don't know, I just can't trust Brooklyn at the moment. But at the same time, it just feels like KD, Kyrie, they're just going to throw the kitchen sink at this one. They might shoot themselves out of it. They might shoot them into it. I'm going to go Brooklyn minus one and a half. One of these times, you just got to trust KD to go fuck it and get 50. So... Let's go Nets, I guess. Minus one and a half. And then you got Toronto in Philly trying to avoid their own gentleman sweep. They are seven and a half point underdogs against Philly in Philly. I'm going to go with Toronto plus seven and a half. I think Philly are not going to make this easy on themselves, especially without Embiid at 100% with his uh, fucked thumb. I think Toronto can hang around in this. Philly will win, but Toronto will cover. So give me the plus seven and a half for Toronto. And then, 2-2, Dallas, Utah. What's going to happen? Dallas go home for game five. Luca, feeling a little bit better, a little bit more up to speed. I've got Utah plus two and a half. They're getting two and a half points. This series is tight. It's crazy. It's wild. It would not surprise me one little bit if Dallas lose this game at home and then go into Utah and beat them again in Game 6 and we go to Game 7. Uh, so I think Utah might win this one. So give me Utah plus 2.5. I think just with the uh, the balance of Rudy Gobert's uh, impact, Luka comes back. Suddenly Dallas, you know, as I kind of mentioned prior to that game, they should have won it, obviously. But suddenly you're uh, you're lessening the impact of Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, Maxi Kleber, hello, even Davis Batans. Maybe at home you guys like Batans hit a couple of extra threes. Maybe Maxi goes off again. I just feel like Utah might roll from that game four win 
and uh, steal another one. So give me the Jazz plus two and a half because that'd be funny. So we're going Brooklyn minus one and a half tomorrow, Toronto plus seven and a half, and Utah plus two and a half. Awesome. What a great slate of games. It's uh, one closeout game in Philly, one closeout game in Brooklyn for Boston, and a 2-2. Unreal. Let's go. How good are the playoffs? I love it. All right, uh, and that's it. We'll wrap up all those games for you tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IG, we're all over the socials, you know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Uh, we've got the NFL draft coming up soon, so we'll be doing a thing about that. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check him out. Uh, FWCIE on Twitter as well. NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Chuck's a rating review in your podcast app, all that good sort of stuff. Bang in the code Straya at Noble when you download the Noble app. And you'll get 20% off as well. All right, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They're incredible. Love them heaps. And big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinating, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. For all the tunes you hear throughout the show, smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And we'll close out today's show with a really quick deli review. He's back. <laughs> awesome. He's reviewing the Batman. Awesome. Uh, so we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Ah, playoffs. 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 It's great fun, isn't it? All right, this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And let it hosen. Draw my deli over here, just swinging by for my latest pop culture review. That's right. I watched the Batman. I finally fucking watched it. Watched the Batman again. Because me and the missus went and saw it on the big screen. Got it on the telly as well. Got to tell you, a bit easier. Not having to go take a lash every 20 minutes. I get to pause it while I drink beers. It's fucking sick. So, tell you what. Fucking love that prick from Twilight. He is sick as a Batman. He's all fucking emo and shit. It's great. Either way, mate. So, like, with United at the moment, we're, like, we're making the finals and shit. It's all good. And my mates over there, the Jack Jumpers, they made it. That's pretty fucking hilarious, isn't it? Like, because my other buddies down there, Creaky and Co. in the Southeast Melbourne Magic Phoenix, like, they uh, knocked out Perth, which was hilarious. So, love this. Let's go Jack Jumpers. Let's go United. But also, it's meant we've had a bit of time off just hanging out, you know, just chilling. And it's been sick as, so... Yeah, go tell you, over Easter, just, you know, watched a bit of Batman, hung out, not too much else, ate some chockies, fucking sick, but I'll tell you what, I had to sit down and watch this new Batman again, in like six different stints, it was fucking nuts, you're like, oh god, it just keeps going, and then say, so go do it, you're like, alright, cool, i got 18 beers, it's going to be enough, I'll tell you what, close run thing, but either way, just like that business with Rommel in the desert, but still, we got there. And uh, the Batman, it's fucking good. Love the uh, chick. I love, like, Commissioner Gordon, who's not a commissioner. And I love, like, Alfred and shit. So Batman's fucking sick ass. So go check it out. It's real fucking long, so it only gets 18 out of 10 deli ones. But, yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway, go United. That's it for this week. I'll, I'll talk to you next time. Later, fuck out. It's deli out.